It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And good afternoon, and, and thank you to all of y'all tuning in right now here to Rise and Walk on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. God bless y'all. Are you ready for another local and live show with all things Catholic? Uh, I'm looking forward to, to today, Julie. It's going to be a great show. Woo. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to being back because I've been gone for two, yes. for two weeks. Yeah, sure have. Uh, we managed to survive the storm uh, in San Antonio and all that that encompassed, and praise God that we were protected and we uh, said some prayers that were in the Pieta book that protected us from the storm, and I feel very confident that Our Lady and St. Joseph, who um, we um, commended ourselves to, protected us during the storm, and we're very grateful, and also to St. Philomena, because our prayers were to her as well. So I'm really happy to be back. Last Woo-hoo. week I wasn't here because you did an awesome show last well, thank week. thank you, thank you. You I did a great that. show, and <laughs> the kids and I were watching from home, and it was excellent, and it was all about the men's conference, so I feel like... Well, that was a perfect opportunity for me to say, you know what? I don't need to be there. <laughs> so you well, did all things men, uh, well, and then I'm, I'm back this week, well, so I'm happy to be that. back. Um, I do want to mention really quickly, <laughs> a wonderful supporter and promoter of Guadalupe Radio Network and South and Central Texas, Jerome. It's his birthday today. Yay, so Jerome, Jerome happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. No, 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 don't do the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but Julie, uh, just, you know, since you're back now, I don't have to do this part. What are we talking about on today's show? Well, we're going to talk about something, a really light topic. We're going to talk about the four, <laughs> the last four things, uh, uh, death, judgment, heaven, heaven. and hell. hell. Uh, for go. a second there, I was like, what are the four things? Um, and it's the reason why we're talking about it is because we're in the season of Lent and we're supposed to be um, praying and fasting and giving alms. And what better way to uh, meditate in our prayer life about what we really should be doing, which is penance, 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 which is what the angel and Fatima said and what Our Lady keeps telling us to do uh, by meditating on the last four things. And I think a lot of us, we were talking about this with our guest today, Father Ed Hoff, who's wonderful, <laughs> and we're so happy to have him back, that we hardly think about these things in our daily lives. So Lent is an opportunity for us to meditate on those last four things. So we'll be talking about that today. Amen. Awesome. Well, actually, and, and uh, like I put in the description, all with a focus on heaven and sharing with you all Delivering that message with joy. That's so classic for you to say that because <laughs> you and sorry. I are always talking about how you're so upbeat and optimistic and you know, I'm all death and doom we and know Debbie the Downer. End. And because I there's something, you know, about my personality that that wants to focus on the doom because that it, to me inspires me to do better. If I'm not terrified by something, that's ah. the way that I get moved. So you're so funny. A little bit that of country, a little bit of rock and roll. We're going to look at that. it with joy. And that's really true. That's what, that's the way you should be looking at it. But for those of us who have a, you know, a different approach, <laughs> a, a different personality, um, it's good for us to meditate on these things because it, if, if anything, the fear of God is good. It's a good thing to have. It's a seed of wisdom, right? And so we need to be thinking about these things. So look at it with joy. Look at it, uh, work out your salvation of fear and trembling. Let's talk about these four things. Amen. All right. So let's get to our prayer. But I want to make, remind you all, please, please, please keep in your prayers all those people that have been infected by the COVID-19. Right. Uh, whether you had it, whether you are dealing with it now, you've made it through, maybe your loved ones that have lost their lives to it, keep them in your prayers. Never, ever, ever stop praying Never. for your loved ones that, that have That's passed right. away. And of course, I always encourage all of y'all out there to start holy hours for your parish priests because they need them in their, those right. prayers now more than ever. Pray for Archbishop Gustavo, uh, for Bishop Vasquez, uh, Bishop Mike, uh, and Bishop-elect Gary Yannick. 
back. Um, keep them in your prayers, folks. We need to. We need to uh, just be rallied around. That's right. And united in prayer. So with that, we pray uh, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. To you, O blessed Joseph, do we come in our afflictions and having implored the help of your most holy spouse, we confidently invoke your patronage also through that charity which bound you to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God and through the paternal love with which you embraced the child Jesus. We beg you graciously to regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood and with your power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be kind to us, and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. As once you rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and all that, from all adversity. Shield, too, each one of us by your constant protection, so that supported by your example and your aid, we may be able to live piously, to die in holiness, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. Amen. Saint Anthony de Padua. Pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. Saint Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, another uh, quick reminder of that's the official prayer of the year of Saint Joseph to you, O Blessed Joseph. Uh, please look it up and pray it and pray it daily. Pray it often. It is a beautiful prayer. Um, in fact, uh, Saint Joseph, uh, in, in the litany of Saint Joseph, we've been praying every night. Um, yes. One of the titles is Patron of happy and holy death absolutely absolutely <laughs> remember the image of him dying with jesus on one side and our lady of one side on one, the other side what a beautiful tradition we have in the church that you would think that that is the most perfect scenario to have our lady and our lord on either side of you so saint joseph lived in the presence of these two beautiful most holy people that ever walked the face of the earth so saint joseph is a perfect person to put yourself under patronage and ask for a happy and holy death. Amen. Sure is. Um, a quick, quick announcement, though, folks, uh, regarding the raffle. Uh, in the next few <laughs> minutes, the website will be shut off for you to purchase your raffle tickets for this 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Uh, folks, wow. please, grnonline.com. Go over there right now and get I can your hear the tickets. panic happening know, all just, over the GRN listening network. Everyone's panicking to get to their website right now. <laughs> yeah, so please get there now and uh, get your tickets because uh, the drawing will be held this coming Friday. Awesome. I think we're going to be doing the drawing live uh, at about 7.10, 7.15 in the morning during the Catholic Drive Time show. Cool. Um, and you know, of course, Facebook Live so you'll be able to see it there and you know, wow. I'm sure they'll make it all happen. You're going to see it live before you I eyes. can't imagine hearing my name said as a winner of a car. Yeah. That's well, a pretty big deal. Because you can't win. You're, you're my spouse. That's why you can't well, imagine. That I'm, but okay. imagine and that's a pretty awesome thing it to win. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, folks, keep on, keep on uh, buying those tickets. They're twenty five dollars a piece, or awesome. five for a hundred dollars. Please, Fantastic. please, please. And again, it goes to to support Guadalupe Ready Network in these two months of the year. 
to help keep us going and all the expenses and so forth. It's a very challenging two months right. of the year. The most challenging, I think I can say that that way. So in just a few minutes, the car raffle sales will be over. So get them now because then we got to switch gears and get all those tickets <laughs> over to Midland. Yeah, so. it's a lot of fun collecting all those raffle tickets yeah, and organizing sure everything is, sure and then is. making the drawing happen. That's <laughs> fun, right. Fun, yeah, you call it fun. <laughs> um, and then this, the CMC, Catholic Men's Conference, um, took place this past weekend on Saturday at the St. Matthew Catholic Church's their new athletic center, which was where it was supposed to happen last year, but because cool. of COVID and people you know, trying to uh, be as cautious as they could, they, they, they canceled it. Um, so this year, it was a, a little bit different. You know, all the chairs were spread out six feet apart. Wow. Uh, two of the speakers were on recorded uh, uh, videos on their, I'm going to say Jumbotron, but it's a big camera on the, uh, or, or projector on the wall. Okay. And then Father Daniel Villarreal, of course, was there live in person because he's from the Archdiocese of San Antonio and, of, and Archbishop Gustavo celebrated Holy Mass there Very as nice. well. So it was a... It was different, I should say. Yeah, um, things. A lot of things feel different right yeah, now. So. Yeah, So I'm glad that it, it took place. And I tell you, Father Daniel, uh, I've heard that he uh, has um, he shared with the listeners. I'm sorry, with the listeners, start attendees about the spiritual battle and how to wow. how to hunker down and, and fight better. I guess we I have no that. idea what our holy priests go through. It's it's incredible, and and we're going to get some insight from Father today about about all the things that maybe we don't think about on a daily basis, but they as holy priests hear it, see it, feel it, fight it every moment of their priestly lives. So God bless all holy priests. Amen. Yeah. So folks, I'm serious. You know, I, you know, I used to say it a lot, but I need to get back to saying it. I, I encourage all of you out there at your parish, start a holy hour Absolutely. for your parish priest. Um, or priests, uh, or priests that you know, uh, because, you know, I'm going to know many priests out there uh, that say, you know, pray for me. And, and I take that to heart because I tell people all the time, pray for me. It's not easy what we do. Right. But what I do is nowhere close to what the priests yeah. do. They need our prayers. They're not going to walk up to you and say, hey, start a holy hour for me. They're just, they're just <laughs> not going to do that. Well, not if they're uh, a humble priest. Right, exactly. exactly. So Although, it's, it's, I mean, it, that'd be a good idea. To yeah, ask. but it's, it's our duty as the laity <laughs> That's right. to, to pray for, support mm-hmm. our priests through prayer and fasting and almsgiving. And uh, right. uh, they need them now more than ever. Absolutely. So and especially at Holy Mass, I find myself praying for the priest that where, wherever we are at Holy Mass, when the priest is offering the sacrifice, that's the perfect time to be offering up prayers for him. I mean, he's representing you to our Lord in the sacrifice at Holy Mass. And so that is a perfect opportunity to pray for this holy priest. And so I, I would recommend wholeheartedly you reminding uh, our Lord that you are asking for prayers for the priest who have given you sacraments, for the priest who have heard your confession, who baptized you, confirmed you, um, your shepherd, our, our yes. archbishop. It's so important. I mean, they're working so hard in the in the vineyard and the field, and we absolutely have to pray prayers of protection and ask for God's grace to be upon them. They are doing hard work. Yeah, I love all our holy all our priests that are out absolutely. there. Absolutely, uh, we need to continue to continue to keep them in our prayers. <laughs> uh, the coffee is kicking in. I'm sorry, and no, I was supposed to say that, uh, but anyway. Oh yeah. Um, so with that, I, I do want to remind you again, of course, folks. This is Lent. Uh, so focus on making those changes that'll make you a, a holier person and cutting out the things that, that'll distract you from focusing on heaven. And may I say one thing, because we're think, we're talking about priests and we're talking about death and we're talking about Lent. Um, I wanted to mention to many of the listeners who may know that our family um, leads the Arch Confraternity of St. Oh, yes, Philomena. Yes. 
And um, we were notified through Facebook, and, and my sweet sister mentioned to me that the rector of the shrine in Mugnano, Italy, uh, uh, Monsignor Broschke, passed away on Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a beautiful, speaking of beautiful holy priests, this man was devoted to St. Philomena and throughout his lifetime. And I believe he was rector at the shrine for well over 30 years. And he was very aware of our little gathering of group of people that have met now for 13 years, 14 years now. And uh, so we we ask God um, to have mercy on his soul, to take him to heaven. And we particularly ask St. Philomena to guide him there and to have him welcomed into heaven through her intercession. So Monsignor Boreski, God bless you and thank you for your service to our Holy Church. Amen. Amen. Uh, so with that, uh, we go right into our topic. And Absolutely. Of course, Let's our get, guest, it's not uh, like it's a small topic. We you talk got about it. it. <laughs> you know, Julie, tell us a little bit more about that. We welcome Father Ed Hoff. Father Ed Hoff. It's been four weeks already. I know. I mean, you know what? It's really bizarre how fast time goes. And you know it when you have the marker of it's Father Ed's day on Monday. We're like, oh, my goodness. It's already been a month. I can't believe it. So when Richard oh, makes me aware of it, there is a plethora of things we well, can talk about, Father. with me, by the way, because I didn't remember until <laughs> about 9 o'clock last night. I said, oh, my Lord, I didn't even check with, with my goodness. Well, we just assume you're going to, we just assume, isn't that sad? We just assume that you have time for us, Father. So we, <laughs> it, we have, we're... Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, clink, yeah, you're making it happen. So, so you walked in today and we talked about 7,000 things before we came on air. And, and <laughs> I proposed to you the possibility that we might talk about the last four things. And I'm going to show you the book um, that that I'm recommending for us to uh, read only because it's just very relevant, obviously, to today's topic, but also it's really good reading. I know a lot of people who are very interested during the Lenten season to add to their um, Lenten experience a holy reading, and this would be an excellent resource. It's the last four things by our wonderful friend, Father Wade Manesis of the Fathers of Mercy. Yes. And it's not that fat. So if, if you're intimidated by It's a Richard Rayner book. Yes, it's a Richard <laughs> Rayner book. It's very, it's very sweet and easy to read. And it's uh, beautifully uh, written because he's fabulous. So I would highly recommend this book. You can get it, I'm sure, everywhere, especially at EWTN right. Religious, Religious Catalog. Catalog. Yes. And, and I was going through this and I was saying to Father Ed, let's talk about the last four things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about death, judgment, heaven and hell and that's the order that they will come in father so why don't we jump off directly into death because <laughs> you and i were talking about this and you, one of the things you beautifully said was you know uh, everybody's so scared of death and then you made an analogy what was the thing that you said about death is like what walking from your dining room into your living room wow <laughs> tell us a little more about why you think it's that way well because basically what you're doing is you're passing through a doorway um, what happens at that given moment depends on a lot of different situations. Uh, I've known a number of people or read about a number of people who will have visitations by angels or whatever prior mm-hmm. to their death. Uh, take them through their review, life review, which is basically the first judgment, you know. Yes. And the, I think that's going to happen for most of us with the illumination of conscience that's coming okay. at some time in the future where we'll all see our souls as God sees them. And then have six or seven weeks, you know, to re- make our, our, our choices. You either choose God or you choose to ignore God and pay the consequences. <laughs> whatever yes. it might be. But so the first thing that happens, and very often many people have indicated um, that uh, sometimes the Blessed Mother will come to them, other oh. people come, the lovers, you know, the people, members of their family will come. 
I had, a, I had an aunt that was passing away at one point and her daughter, who was a nun, uh, she and I would spell each other off and going to visit her. Oh, so I'd wow. take her communion every other day and her daughter would bring her communion on the other days. And uh, one afternoon she called me and she said, I just want to let you know that the mom passed away this afternoon so you mm-hmm. won't have to go tomorrow. I said, well, praise God, because I think, you know, she was more than ready. She said, oh, my God, was she ready? Yeah. She was kind of snoozing, and um, and then she'd be awake, and then she'd snooze again, and then she'd be awake. And so at one point, I said to her, this is her, her daughter, uh, Ma, anytime, you know, you want to go, you're mm. pure faith, just, you know, you have permission from the whole family to go. And so the, her daughter was either saying a rosary or reading a spiritual book or something by her bedside, and all of a sudden she heard her mother going, Ooh, ah, oh. She didn't wow. know what's going on. She said, Your dad is here. Her father had passed away wow. seven years before. And there's so and so and so and so who were her aunt and uncle oh who my happened goodness. to be buried with my parents in the same grave. Wow. And she said, And there's Bud and Marion, my mom and dad. Oh. Whoa. You know, <laughs> that, you know, I knew they were in heaven. Because anyway, you lost them when is, you were young, right, a, father? Yeah, 14, when yeah. I was 14, yeah. So when, you know, it was a confirmation of what I already knew, but yeah. still. Oh, you know, how beautiful. And then Mary came, and Jesus appeared at her bedside. Wow. Washing her feet. <laughs> wow. He's done that on many occasions, his last act of love and mercy. Wow. And then she said, well, go with him. She said, she laid her head over and died. It was wow. you know, one of those moments we all wish we had those, you know, yes. uh, d- a death like that, where it was you're walking right into the arms of the Lord. Uh, if you're watching on television and see the experiences of people who have had near-death experiences, they have mm-hmm. this kind of a sense of going through a tunnel, and as they come out toward the light, and mm-hmm. at the end yes. of, is this gorgeous light, and then they enter into this world that's unlike anything on Earth. It's like Earth, but a hundred million times right. better. Mm-hmm. Colors are better, music is better, smells or but everything is there and uh, in fact one guy i know who had gone to heaven and came back he said i asked the lord the music is so different what is what's so beautiful about that it's different he said there's no beat because there's no time in heaven oh wow (laughs) so it's beautiful music but it doesn't have the meter or the beat Mm -hmm. that we're used to all of which made perfect sense to me so death is that moment when we simply move from life here to life there. We keep forgetting, I think a lot of people forget, that we, who we are is our spirit. Yes. Our soul. Um, it's not our body. That's only the, right. the vessel, you know. Um, we used to have this, when I was stationed in one of our parishes, I was a pastor of the parish, and we used to have a lot of uh, these little bugs that would get on the trees and then come out of their skin and leave the skin oh, yes, on the yes, trees yes. and mm-hmm. locusts and then they would fly off. And I said, that's exactly us. You know, it's just... So a, that's a really good analogy, it's Father. A, it's a container, you know. Mm-hmm. The, but it's, you is, you you know, you is in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And so your spirit, which is the full you, uh, when that leaves your body, your body is simply a cadaver. Right. You know, it's not you. Right. You're not in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's not you. You is in that spirit that's gone before the Lord. And uh, we're all destined to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, at some point we're going to, I think the Lord is incredibly merciful, but we still have to at least in some way be living a, a life of oh, holiness yes. and a life 
to do one thing, which is always to the best of our ability to surrender our will to the will of God. And if the will of God is simply very simple. Obey the commandments. Mm -hmm. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's all he asks us to do. And I know it's hard because original sin has weakened us Mm -hmm. as it has the whole human race. And when we understand that we're weakened there, then we strengthen ourselves spiritually, but a lot of people don't. And Mm -hmm. so they strengthen themselves with pride, with arrogance, with money, with power, with all kinds of other things. And today, big time in our culture is uh, the demonic. They get really into relationship with mm-hmm. Satan in, in many ways. And Why is it so important, Father, to, to meditate on <clears throat> death, though? What do you think is the fruit of doing that, especially during Lent? First of all, number one, to realize we're all going to go through it. <laughs> There's nobody right. going to ever escape right. it. Nobody. So, but if we can understand death as simply our transition from going from one room into the other, or from going where we were only in a test mm-hmm. until we have the fulfillment of right. everything that's been promised to us. Remember the, the gospel yesterday where Abraham had to go through a test. Mm-hmm. You know, Even though he had been very faithful in following God for 25 years, without knowing where he was going, God just <laughs> said, come on, let's go. <clears throat> and um, so in, in doing that, he then was tested finally by Wow. The, pro, the son who was the, the excuse me, <clears throat> the, the covenantal promise signed to him was asked to, to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. What would that mean? I mean, all of God's promises uh, to him would be valueless, and God would be. <laughs> and he struggled through the night, but in the morning he chose obedience. And then God stopped him. Wow. And because of that, he became the father of a multitude of nations, literally. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often get a kick out of the story. <clears throat> These three people came to him, angels, or it could have been the Trinity, disguises, whatever. Sure, uh-huh. And basically said to him, a year from now, we'll come back, and you will be fondling a baby son. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> this is when his wife is laughing in the and, tent. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, his response was, yes, you know, because every man wanted a son to bear on the name. Sure. But also because infertility was considered a curse from Right. God. So then... They leave, and he goes down to meet Sarah in the tent, and she says, tell me I didn't hear what I thought I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're going to have a baby. And she doubled up in laughter, which is why they named the baby Itzhak, which in Hebrew means the one who provokes laughter. (laughs) I love that. So God always kept the promise that he made in his covenant with us. Death is the fulfillment of God's promise with us. Yes. We think of death as negative, because sometimes deaths can be... Well, we weren't we weren't made for death, right, Father? No, I no. mean, Adam and Eve no. were supposed to live forever. That's right. And the serpent uses the lie that I mean, God told you them you, you will, will die, die, right? You will die. Not no, you not really be, knowing what that meant, you will right? Equal to God. And he yeah. says, "Oh, you're not going to die. You're not going to die." And then suddenly they commit the horrible sin, the original sin, and now the rest of us, but the good you question know, there is, are what, doomed. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. What was the sin they committed? And the answer was, they ate of the tree of the knowledge, knowledge of, of good, good and, and evil. evil. And knowledge right. in Hebrew means power. Right. When you have power over good and evil, you are God. Mm-hmm. Only God can decide what's right. good and what's evil. It's by his will. Right. Which so goes we, back to your whole prayer, praying for your will to be 
in line with God's will, right, Father? Well, I've often told people, I've said in my many homilies, <clears throat> I'd say, get your hands off my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you. I heard Very what good. you did there. All right. Now, um, what uh, the hardest thing any human being will ever have to do in life. Oh, yes. Not bearing a, a child, as mm-hmm. rough as that could be. Not uh, you Bearing know, a child, too. Yeah, Bear. bearing, bearing. But that's bearing painful. or burying, that's, right? It's painful, <laughs> Those but would joyful. Be painful. But the burying is not joyful mm-hmm. for the most part. The worst thing you can think of is nothing compared to this difficulty, and that mm-hmm. is to surrender your will to the will of God. Right. And God's will is only for our good. It's right. like he wants us to, do, to be perfect. He wants us to be joyful and be, fill us with his mm-hmm. eternal life and everything that we can imagine. We have no concept what heaven will be like. Eternity won't be long enough to know how deep God's love mm. is for us. We'll well, that's a good quote. Yes, did you say beautiful. that yourself or did <laughs> you get that from somewhere? I love that. I've wow. Said, I've said that very often. <laughs> because, in fact, only God can understand God fully. Right. So we'll, I don't care if eternity lasts for eternity. <laughs> we'll still never fully understand. But it'll be wonderful. Yes. And so the point is that death is simply the completion of our test. I remember taking tests in college and high school and stuff and this. When the test was over, you walked out of there, (laughs) thank God that's over. Mm-hmm. This is your great test. And once that's Absolutely. over, it's over. Oh, and, and I believe it's through uh, the woundedness that a lot of us experience in life, whether early in life or late in life, that we can't fully grasp, or, or people that I run into can't fully grasp how death can be beautiful. Joyful. Well, because we're so attached, right, Father? We're attached to this world. Yes. We, we in our culture, especially, are told there's nothing after this. This is it. Mm-hmm. And you need to get as many and gifts and taught. prizes and yeah. possessions and status That's and, it. you know, We've been taught since right the time now. Little. The name of the game is power, mm-hmm. material things, mm-hmm. money, you know. All pleasure, that the world can offer. Mm-hmm. Comfort. Those are the, the, the gods of our age. Yeah. <clears throat> the false gods of our age. There's nothing to do with that. It has right. to do with loving Jesus crucified and imitating him. So right. we're going to get crucified in life. Right. But it's a joyful thing when you can say, Lord, this is, I offer this to you. And suddenly your pain becomes almost not painful, you know? Right. The same thing happens with martyrdom, I guess. You know, the terrible things that they go through. But the Lord gives them such strength during that time that they don't feel all the pain, I think. You know, the one, you, every time people mention that, I always think of St. Saint Lawrence being, I'm going to the word fried. Literally. And Gr- saying, grilled, oh, yeah, he's on the grill, and yeah. he says, "You can hey, turn me over. I'm done on this side." Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> who can say that? I think I'm done on this side. You might want to wow. think about turning me over. Wow, I mean, the grace yeah. to be, oh, wow, it's amazing. The Father, power. Father, talk a little bit about how the beautiful Church, um, the Catholic Church, provides for every aspect of you on the on the road to death. We're mm-hmm. talking about the the sacraments right. and right. how the Church <clears> is beautifully <throat> equipped to prepare you for death. Exactly. Uh, hopefully, you know, as you are, if, for example, if you're sick and know that you're perhaps uh, on your mm-hmm. way to die, that you'll have people praying for you and, and so on. Mm-hmm. The church provides us with the beautiful sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Mm-hmm. And we take that for granted sometimes. But when I'm doing it, um, and I've had a, I've just been touched several times recently when I've had to deal with young people dying, mm-hmm. uh, people who I love to death. They were That's harder, isn't it, Father, somehow? Dying, dying of cancer, whatever. So in there, visiting them in their hospital, most of this time was in their homes, um, 
And you're giving them that beautiful sacrament. I made sure I heard their confession before they slipped into unconsciousness and absolved them until every sin you've ever committed in your whole life is now gone. God's mercy is just, 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 just know that. And then often at that point, they'll go into, you know, semi-coma or whatever, or they're not such medication for their pain that they, they can't yes. react. So then at the last part of the prayer, for the anointing of the sick, is a prayer for what we call the apostolic blessing. I was going to yes, ask you about that. Get yes, the yes. blessing yes. as if the Holy Father now himself explain. were doing it. Okay, and Father. with that comes a plenary indulgence at the moment of death. That's beautiful. Now, Father, can any priest pray that prayer? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. It's in the the apostolic, what is it called? The apostolic blessing. It's in the ritual. The apostolic blessing. It's so so loved the, ones should yeah. know, yeah. if you're planning to have a priest come to the mm-hmm. bedside of one of your loved ones, ask them to please pray this prayer over them. It's simply the apostolic blessing. Beautiful. At the moment of death. And I did that recently for a young girl who was, well, she was in her 40s, but she was dying of cancer, and I'd been ministering to her a lot. And uh, I knew from the fact that this was the one time I was there and she wasn't responsive. So mm-hmm. I knew she was on her oh, way. Oh, wow. Out. So I said, but hearing's the last thing to go. And you don't want to take mm-hmm. hope away from people. She'll still be able so to I hear you. So I simply did the prayer in Latin. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful, Father. <clears throat> and so in doing that, I knew this. I, as soon as I did that and walked out of that room, when she dies... She's going straight up. Wow. There's no, all her sins and all the temporal punishment due to sin. There's no purgatory. It's all done. Wow. And she died within four hours after I prayed. Wow. You know, I, I had a beautiful experience and I, and I, regarding death. And after this, we'll shift over to the other one. Uh, next topic. Um, but uh, I was a dear friend of ours that I had gotten to know. <clears throat> she uh, had gotten to the hospital because she had had a heart attack. And at one point in that, in that two-week period, three-week period, they moved her and... I didn't know they moved her. The, the, the people at the check-in at the very bottom at the, uh, of the hospital said, no, uh, she's gone. She's, I'm like, what? What do you mean? Uh, uh, she, no, no, she left here. I'm like, oh, no way. I got excited. But then a couple of days later, I found out she was actually, they moved her to a different hospital. Hmm. And that kind of freaked me out. And uh, I finally went over there to meet her. And the first time I saw her, she was uh, uh, responsive but then the next time I had the opportunity to see her, she was unresponsive. And I was on my way back, on the way to Dallas for an overnight trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, her friends and, and family that were there were communicating with me via text saying, you got to get back here. You got to get here. She's not going to live. She's, not gonna, she's about, they unplugged her. I'm like, what? I mean, I, it kind of freaked me out. And uh, it wasn't until I flew in and I told Julie, you know, I, I, go I, I'm going to drop you off. I got to go see her. Right. So I, I <clears> dropped her off, <throat> went to the hospital, got by her bedside, and there was a bunch of ladies in the room that were crying and they were praying, of course, because this lady was a very holy lady. And uh, I, I walked up to her and I grabbed her hand and I started praying uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet and uh, asking this, uh, the intercession of the Holy Souls in Purgatory. And I remember praying uh, the prayer of St. Gertrude the Great. And as I'm listening to her, it hit me. Uh, she can hear you. And as I started the prayer, St. Gertrude the Great, she would take a deep, a, a deep breath in. Mm-hmm. And as I finished the prayer, she would breathe out. And that's when it hit me. I go, oh, you can hear me. <laughs> now, she wasn't responsive, but I, I remember so many people told me that's the last thing to go. And then I started it again. And when I finished, she would exhale. I'm like, wow. And I prayed it several times. And by the time, I'm going to say 20 minutes of me being there, 
she passed on. She died. Mm-hmm. I had already been told that she received the blessings, the, the, the final, uh, I'm sorry, extreme unction or, or last rites, I'm sorry, um, and, and everything. She's prepared. Many priests came to visit her, so she was prepared, as I, as I understand it. But when it was all over, you know, uh, it was a weird situation because it felt like she waited for me. I, I can't say that that was the case, but the people in the room looked at me and said, who are you? Who are you? And I'm like, excuse me? I, I kind of didn't I'm recognize. a random dude. Yeah. I said, I'm Richard Rayner. They go, oh, the Catholic radio guy. I go, yes. And uh, the reason they said, oh, because the reason they said that is the the day before, starting in the morning, her breathing was labored. Every breath was, <laughs> yep. and they thought she was going to die with every breath. And they were all stressed and they were praying and they were waiting for it to happen. And again, of course, I didn't know that when I came in and started talking to her and praying in her ear. That's why I was right next to her ear, this close to the microphone. Uh, she was breathing the, the way I just told you. And uh, they said, you walked in and, and she changed. And she was breathing calm, calmly, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a, an amazing experience to be there. I've never, it a, it ever... It is a beautiful thing to be with somebody. Don't you agree, Father? And yeah. And the priest has a very specific role in that you've probably been with a lot of people right before they pass or at the moment of their passing. Many, many. That is part of your <laughs> yeah. ministry. That is what God has and called you to minister I was at the time. I was in the hospital for a while, so you'd see that too, emergency room, things sure. like that when you were called in there. But the, it's just a, a beautiful experience when you have that chance to be with them and to try to explain to the family what's happening mm-hmm. and then if they've passed, what had just happened. Right, right. To take that fear, that anxiety, that anger, bitterness, or whatever. Out Has of it ever mind. been difficult, Father? I'm looking at you. You're the picture of calmness. We talk about, <laughs> you know, demons all the time with you and all kinds of crazy, scary stuff. We're talking about death right now. You're you're making me imagine you in a room, a hospital room. And, and I mean, when your loved one is dying, you are very distraught, usually very distraught. And here you are going to walk into the room and you're bringing peace and comfort mm-hmm. to them. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You're bringing, literally being Jesus to them at that moment. Has it ever, have you ever been shaken by an experience with someone where you're just, the it, you're moved? I'm not talking about questioning. I'm talking about just being moved yeah. to real sadness about someone. Strangely enough, uh, I never thought that that question before, but I can't remember any situation. Really? That shows a lot of peace. Exactly, Father. Like I remember going to visit my grandfather, my mother's dad, um, who was very close to us growing up. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. He would live far away from us, but he would visit very often. He was really good. And I remember going to the hospital to see him. I knew he was not in good condition. And um, I uh, gave him the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, gave mm-hmm. him, which later turned out to be viatica, you know, his, mm, his yes. food for the journey. <sighs> and uh, later that day, after I had left and gone home, he had passed away. So oh. then I went back for the funeral and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a wonderful consolation. You know that, you know, you're, you've, you've, you've been through that with them mm-hmm. um, and, and all of that. Uh, I can't remember any situation where I got scared. I think terrified. that's a lovely thing to well, hear you say, Father. It, it's yes. a grace because it's part of what I'm supposed to do. It's part right. of my job, you know, <laughs> especially when you're in a hospital. You know, you, you, you think of these things. Right. And under normal circumstances, you go, oh, you know. Yeah. But I have been in emergency rooms with people shot through the head and all wow. that kind of stuff. Wow. You know, you see everything. The only thing I couldn't handle, mm-hmm. the only thing that ever really oh. disturbed me, was going to the pediatric ward yeah, and saying say. what, the what little, one. little ones had been put through by parents oh. who abused them. Oh, oh God. Oh. 
I would have to walk out of the room. I would just cry because cigarette burns up and down their legs and oh, all that you stuff. You could see everything. Just torture. Yeah, it was awful. But normally, you know, where they're just sick. I mean, I've been, I, I can't tell how many kids I baptized in the hospital because oh. we didn't know if they were going to live or not, including wow, wow. one of my uh, associates' uh, grandchild. But it was, it was one of those things where at those moments, that's fine. It's death. I don't have any mm-hmm. problem with that. Now, before we run out of time completely, but once you I know, we've got, we got door, other topics to move to. Once you pass through the doorway of death and you enter into the presence mm-hmm. you know, of God, mm-hmm. there can be a number of different ways people have explained that this happens, but you get a sense, you, your whole life passes by you almost instantaneously. Everything you've ever done or right. said in your life just passes, wow. you, you know it all. Incredible. Like watching a movie of yourself. That's what everybody says, those who've been through it. And um, at that moment, it's what we call the... Uh, particular judgment. Particular judgment. Or the individual. When mm-hmm. individual you, you judge individual. Later there'll be a judgment with all God's people. Right. And everybody will know everything you ever did. <laughs> but they'll also <laughs> yeah, but they'll also know, you know, God's mercy and grace that right. He's forgiven all of that as well. So we have to go through that, the judgment, and, and you will know. Um and people will say, you know, things like, um, oh, you know, what does it mean, you know, what if I've done really bad things and I don't even remember them, you know? Well, you know, God's very merciful and loving, you know? That's why we should go to confession regularly. And mm-hmm. at some point in life, or several points, it's like make a general confession. Confess every sin mm-hmm. you've ever committed. Right. Be, have, it, have it be wiped away, then you don't have to worry about it, you know? Uh, and that's so awful sometimes when people say, you know, that, well, if you still got things that you haven't completely made up for, you go to purgatory. Mm-hmm. And people think purgatory is really awful stuff. Saint, I think it was St. John Vianney and even St. Alphonsus, I think, once said, pray, I'll tell you who said it too, it's Padre Pio, pray that you go to purgatory. Mm-hmm. Now, why did he say that? Because it's a stop way on the way to heaven. Actually not. Purgatory is best described, by this, as my understanding, as the vestibule oh. to heaven. You're in heaven, but you're not into the fullness of it yet mm-hmm. because there's still things that need to be made Purged. up. Now, <laughs> Julie will probably understand this better than most people. <laughs> Supposing you were in high school and you were in your senior, beginning of your senior year, and you had this fantastic crush on the captain of the football team, handsome mm. and rugged. And the, or the swimmer or you, on the you, swim team. Or you had a crush on Richard <laughs> and, and didn't even know you existed. Oh. Just, just ignored you. And That'd then one day, one day, <laughs> out of the blue, in the in the corridor, out by your locker, he comes by and asks you to be his prom date. Wow. <gasps> oh, my <laughs> Lord, your heart starts to beat. Father. You can't wait to get home with your mother. You go shopping for the gown and uh-huh. all that. Oh. And then he's supposed to pick you up at seven o'clock. Oh no, you're gonna tell me are you gonna tell me something tragic? And no, he's supposed to pick you up at seven o'clock. And um you tell your dad when he comes to the door, if he's a little earlier, I think, you you take care of him, you entertain mm-hmm. him and you six o'clock the doorbell rings and there he is. Uh-huh. You are in curlers. <laughs> you don't have a dress on, no makeup. Uh-huh. You're still drying your hair from the shower. <laughs> and you say, I'm not I don't ready. want him to see me until I come <laughs> down the stairs looking like the debutante at the ball. Uh-huh. That's purgatory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. You That's a great want, analogy, Father. You don't want God to see you in person until you're perfect. Mm-hmm. Huh. And of course, we'll never be perfect, but 
until you know you got your dress on and your hair right. is all done and your makeup is all on. <laughs> right. And that's awesome. And I that's, that I think is probably the best explanation. Yeah, that's really that's a really good scenario. Because I am terrible at, at, at scenarios, analogies, and ex- analogies, and you you just you nailed that one, Father. That was well, Father. Excellent. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I I'm of the firm belief that uh, in this day and age. We talk a lot about the mercy of God, which, of course, is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we can't even fathom the amount of God's mercy. But I think we don't focus enough on God, the judge. Yeah. And we don't focus on the fact that he is a judge and he will be judging us. And I think we we fluff over it, right, Father? Because it's much more comfortable do. to think about how much mercy we're going to receive instead of I'm of about mercy. to be literally reviewed. We think of mercy as, you know, this wonderful, sweet thing. Mm-hmm. And judgment is something terrible. Mm-hmm. It's really not. There's a, what we call in philosophy, an ontological reality, mm. a real reality, that violation of God's law requires response to his justice. Mm-hmm. So God is just which means every sin has to be paid for. Right. But he's also merciful in helping you to recognize that and to give you the graces to do right. it. So the more we do that here on earth, the more we pray, you know, the more penance we do, the right. more things that we do to make up for our sins. Make reparation. Uh, you know, doing you know, consecration prayers on a regular basis because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're placing everything before the Lord. And you give Jesus or Mary, whoever you're consecrating to, the right to take over and run your life. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you're, you're letting go of the control. Mm-hmm. That's really hard for a modern culture to do to let go of control because that's one of the gods we all serve. Right. But I think you know we have to recognize that God is just, which is one of the reasons why I think many you know all the revelations that have been coming to us that the the justice of God is beginning mm-hmm. in our culture. We're beginning mm-hmm. to see the signs that God is going to demand payment for the sins of the right. world. Now, but He's also going to give us. All the grace we need, right, Wonderful Father? final act of mercy, which is called the illumination of conscience. We right. will see ourselves, and you will have a certain amount of time to get to confession right. or whatever. In fact, all of the <clears throat> the um, people who know about this stuff, the, the, the mystics, are saying basically to the people, make sure you pre- prepare a lot of food, because your priest is going to be in the confessional 20 hours a day. Make sure you prepare so you can bring him something to eat. Oh, okay. I'm not so concerned about the something to eat. I just hope somebody has a potty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the study like 20, 20 hours in one place uh, is not a, not a good idea. <laughs> the study of eschatology, which is just the end of the world, the it's apocalyptic the times. Thing, so. I know you and I have had beautiful conversation prior to the show many times about it. And, you know, this is one of the, the aspects of the four things, you know, you can read a lot as you're, as you're referencing, there are a lot of mystics and a lot of saints, church fathers, um, uh, a lot of writing that is scriptural. It doesn't have to be um, guessing. It doesn't have to be even private revelation. It literally is accepted and taught by the church. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things that we can know about sure. the end of the world, the second coming of Christ, and all that that entails, because eventually we will all die. We will all be judged, and we will either... And this is the part that I really want to get to, Father. That's why I'm looking at our clock thinking, okay, there's a lot of people, especially Catholics, who believe God sends you to heaven or God sends you to hell. Uh And there's a difference between judgment and he's judging you, but he's judging you based on your actions and you've chosen 
the path, right, Father? There Can you, you talk Absolutely. a lot about that? Because I think a yeah. lot of us are all, very confused about all, that. All God's judgment is is a revelation and a, <clears throat> in the sense, a kind of putting the stamp of approval mm-hmm. on what you've offered. Marking him. it, what you've done, <clears throat> right. So if you're living a holy life and doing the best you can, now we're all weak and we all fall. and we mm-hmm. all, you But know, God knows that already. Mostly he venial knows. sins. It's only mortal sins that can keep you, you know, out of heaven. Uh, and uh, just to remember, sin, I, sin means it has to be serious matter. It has to be full consent of the will, mm-hmm. sufficient reflection, you know, that mm-hmm. you know what you're doing and you do it anyway. Right, right. And a lot of people don't. They don't understand it because they've never gotten good education or they don't have, so, you right. know, the Lord overlooks all of that. But still, you choose where you're going to go. Right. In fact, you're right, Julie. That's absolutely the, correct. You don't necessarily deliberately choose it because that's what you want to go right but you choose to do what god tells you not to do if you love me keep my commandments if i'm not keeping the commandments i don't love god if heaven is nothing but love that's all it is it's a state of love and if i've rejected that i have no place there because i've chosen the opposite right which is not love no (laughs) hell as a matter of fact if if i uh, often explain this to people because that would be the last thing on our list here anyway have, I've often asked people, have you ever had a day where you were absolutely, completely disgusted with yourself? Mm. You've made some bad mistakes and you know you made the mistakes and you say, how could I have done such a stupid thing? And I'm just no good. I'm, yellow, I'm just awful. Mm. And you know, you have a day like that when you're just really down on yourself? Sure. Good. Multiply that by infinity, mm. both in terms of the level of it mm. and the duration of it. Mm-hmm. And add to that constant attacks by demons. Sure. One guy actually came back and said, "Yeah, the demons took me, and they cut off my arms, they cut off my legs, mm. and then they grew back on again. So they come back and could do it, it again. again. Yeah. Oh, Father, wow. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, this you somebody... don't want to go there. Well, well you know what? Me. You're reminding me of all. There's a lot of sacred art. That's really graphic. I mean, if you look at there, there's, I mean, I remember standing in a hallway in the music department at St. Mary's University, and there was this very large picture, and it was, I'm sure, one of the levels of hell. And I stood there, because it wasn't, it was large, but it wasn't gigantic. And the detail in these pictures is, you know, the demons really like ripping people apart mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. putting things through their bodies and yep. just really graphic. People were upside down, people were being carried away. It was very horrifying, yep. really, really scary stuff. And, and and you think about it and you yeah. think, okay, so this is for eternity. This is forever. Mm-hmm. It will never end. It right. will never lessen, right? And so the choices that it's hard, <clears> Father, because <throat> we're pulled by concupiscence. We're pulled by that original sin and, and the but, but humanity of ourselves. That the Lord is very understanding. The Lord is very understanding. Of the concupiscence part especially. Right. Those that have the worst kinds of <clears throat> those who deliberately choose right. to hate God, to right. not want to have any part of God, or to be in line with, with Satan, right. or to have con- uh, given their life over to Satan. Sure. And the people do that, which is not necessarily through exorcism, I mean through, um, um, you know, being either possessed or whatever, that can happen through for a number of other effects that people mm-hmm. have no desire for, but it mm-hmm. just happens because of ancestries or whatever. But this is where people have chosen. Right. And they know. And they've deliberately, consciously, and freely rejected Jesus mm-hmm. and chose Satan as their, as their mm-hmm. leader. That's the worst. 
And I'm thinking about the children of Fatima when Our Lady shows them hell and they are so horrified by all that they see and the Mm -hmm. whole idea that souls are falling into hell like ashes. Mm -hmm. And it's important, I think, and it's not because I am a dark person, but because during the time of Lent, we need to be inspired to remember our sins and be penitential about it. And sometimes reflecting on the terrors of that and all that that would include is what inspires you to decide I'm going to live. If only for a moment, father, you know, we're going to slip again and again. And that's why God is so good. And he gives us priests who can can hear our confessions constantly. Right. Father, it's not just for Lent and it's not just for Lent. (laughs) Absolutely. Great point. It's an important time when it, when we become more aware Great through the readings and so on, you know, Mm -hmm. especially this year. I love the B cycle because all of the readings, the first reading, Old Testament mm-hmm. readings for this whole cycle on Sundays is from the Old Testament. Beautiful. And it's all about covenant. Yes. Well, covenant, just let me explain that real quick because that's what heaven is. A covenant is an exchange of lives. You give your life okay. away to somebody freely, they give their life away to okay. you. Which is marriage. Beautiful. What you, mm-hmm. you and uh, the two of you did mm-hmm. uh, on your wedding day. You gave your whole life away to the other. Sure. God has given his whole life away to us on the yes. cross. I mean, the father gave the most important thing he ever had in his life, which was his son. His son. And he gave that away to us. Mm-hmm. And asking us to give ourselves away back to him. Now, when we do that and we're conscious of that and we continue to try to live every day without sinning, mm-hmm. now we all, like little things, you know, we, you know, we sometimes say a bad word occasionally if you drop something on the floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or you, um, you know, maybe fudge the truth a little bit so you don't hurt somebody, which is maybe not a lie at all. It's probably a mental reservation, but nevertheless. But this is, we're talking here specifically about when we've chosen mm-hmm. to ignore mm-hmm. everything that God's telling us, and I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know a lot of people have not had good education. They don't always have the knowledge so they can have sufficient reflection. Or they're so driven by their emotions mm-hmm. or their needs and particularly by their wounds. Right. Oh, you yes. see, this is what teenagers go through all the time when they're having premarital sex. 99 mm-hmm. times out of 100, I, I think, they didn't get what they needed early enough in life where we have affection, attention, mm-hmm. affirmation. There's an emptiness, a big empty spot in there. They don't know who they are because their father gives them their identity and when the father's not there, that's oh. more and more common in our culture today. 67% divorce rate in our country, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And fatherlessness, right, Father? Yeah, and much fatherlessness. And mm-hmm. then they just need to be loved. And mm-hmm. they're looking for love in all the wrong places. In all the wrong places, right, Father? <laughs> and they write a song for about love, that. And it's not love, it's lust. Right. But they don't understand. So, right. you know, God is very patient with that. But we're talking about people who know exactly what they're doing, they do it anyway. Right. You know? Oh, it, you know, somebody who goes to church every Sunday knows exactly everything, and then they have an affair with somebody in their office. Right. You know, it's like, hello? Yeah, the disconnect you, is, is... You are is, not free. Right. Uh, you're not innocent in this whole situation. So you have death, then the judgment, mm-hmm. which is nothing other than God telling you the truth about yourself, hoping that you live your life in such a way that he could say, come on home, you're my beloved, mm-hmm. you know, and he could wrap his arms around you. Uh, heaven, which is total unity with God as Father. <laughs> you will be loved by a Father like you have never experienced love in your entire life. <laughs> ever. And, and Jesus, ever. And Jesus the same way. I mean, I know Richard and Julie, you two guys really love each other. 
The affection is there. All the signs of it, everything is there. It's like one grain of sand compared to the Sahara to yes. what heaven right. is in terms of <laughs> right. And you are not even close then. <laughs> we will never, and those who've had the la- death, uh, life after death experiences and come back, you know, God sends them back with a message. That's all of this. Even atheists, people mm-hmm. of different cultures, different religions, they all have the same thing. The, the unconditional love is something I've never experienced wow. here on earth, ever. Even though you're in a deep, wonderful relationship, you know. And it's not the same. Uh, I mean, it's just so much great. So that's heaven. And of course, we just talked about hell, mm-hmm. which is a complete absence of God. You will see from a distance what you could have had. Wow. And you have, <clears throat> wow. you are responsible for not having it. See, I've read wow. a lot of a lot about um, uh, the people, once they have their particular judgment, you see the face of God, right, as he judges you. And then whether you go to purgatory or not, You've seen him. Mm-hmm. You're what you've seen that which your soul was made for, right? right. Who your soul was made for, right. and that longing, whether you're in purgatory or you go to hell, is there and real for eternity. So the people in purgatory are suffering because they they know where they're supposed to be. They're struggling towards that, and they want to be there. But the people in hell yeah. saw the perfection the, of God and no can hope. never, can wow. never, and they and they know that, right, Father? Right. They absolutely no know it's no unattainable. Hope. Yeah. We're in purgatory. You know you're going to be with God one day. Right. It's difficult to be away from him, but you right. know you this, will eventually be there. In the spiritual world, there's no time. Right. So it's not like you're watching a watch. And right. Yeah. How long is this going to be? It's until you get purified and cleansed. And a lot of that is how many people are praying for you. Right. You know? How many right. people are offering things for you, which, you know, I try to do that prayer every day, uh, many times during the day, you know, mm-hmm. eternal father, I give you the, offer you the body and blood of your son, our Lord Jesus. And it, in uh, in uh, excuse me in what's the word I just but uh, uh, along with all the of prayer the prayer of Saint Gertrude absolutely yeah, yes. Yes. all of the uh, masses set throughout, throughout the world today, today for all the holy souls in purgatory right. and for sinners everywhere uh, I do that at least six times in the morning in my morning you, prayer is that all so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing on television says every time you do that you get ten thousand souls out of purgatory right. but it's actually it's one thousand <laughs> that's they, what they, I that's they got one extra zero in there. <laughs> Well, that you but then, so. then in turn, they can be praying for you, right? Exactly. Father, that's one of my favorite right. things can, about the Holy they Souls. They can pray for us. They can't pray for themselves. They can't pray, they for, can't pray for each other in purgatory, but they're waiting to be they, called on, they right? They can't earn anything in purgatory. Right. They can only receive uh, what's coming toward them, mm-hmm. but they can pray for us. Right. So Especially when uh, how we see it as humans, uh, I, I'm chopping it down, but if we, through our prayers, help them get out, I remind people, who do you think they're going to pray for when they get out? <laughs> Who's going to be waiting for you? That's when right. when, when they go that. before that's right. God I mean, that's, forever. That's just, so Absolutely. That, so that's my joy part of it. I, I love to focus on the joy. You know, in, with the work that we do here at Guadalupe Radio Network, when we have you on, when we have Julia here, everything we do, 24 hours a day, uh, we're, we're bringing people to teach <laughs> the church. And I love that because all the people, I remind people, when you support us, whether through prayers or financial uh, financial blessings or support or, or, or volunteering here, Time, Talent, Treasure, right. you know, you're helping the Spread the good news, the yeah. gospel. Just imagine in the next life the people that are going to be waiting to see you because of what you did. Right. You're not going to meet them here, but you're going to meet them next time right. and help get them to heaven. Yeah, you know, right. I'm telling people that. Even and it's, the, it's, it's a beautiful amazing. thing. It's a, so here we are. We're thinking, oh, my goodness, this is a heavy topic. It's an ominous thing. Who wants to think about this in the time of Lent? I just want to, like, give up candy and be done with it and wait, <laughs> and wait for Easter, you know, to share those, hunt those eggs. But it's such a, it's an important part, Father, isn't it? And, and to meditate on those four last things is a really good and holy thing to do. It is. It prepares you, right, Father? Right. 
But don't be scared. Don't you know, be that, scared. Just, be prepared. This is reality. <laughs> That's right. I mean, if you know that you have a dental appointment coming up in four mm-hmm. days. Oh, you'd be brushing and flossing. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But you'd also be sitting there saying, mm, I don't really think. But then you come, you do it, it's over, and you're gone. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not what's hey, Kind of like confession, right, Father? I mean, I know a lot of people, including myself, who no matter how many times you do it, and I... I I'm always so relieved and so happy, sometimes crying when I come out of the confessional. (sighs) The devil's fighting you the whole way. He's giving you all kinds of ideas of reasons why you should avoid it, put it off till next week. It's not that big a deal. When you're in that confessional, Mary is stomping on the head of Satan. Ah, We need to have images like that as you walk into the confessional so you can be reminded of the beauty of it. Pretty little petite The one thing that's important, I've been been hearing confessions for 55 years, and... um, Number one, I often said when I started, if I ever hear a sin that I haven't committed, (laughs) I might be judgmental or something that I've never heard before. I've never been judgmental because I've never... You've heard it all, Father. That's what I tell my kids all the time. Oh, he's heard it all. There's there's not nothing. murder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard it all, Father. Really? I was chairman of the state penitentiary for Absolutely. Wow. Wow. So our time is short, and I always forget, and then we leave here without getting a blessing from you. So would you please impart a blessing upon us and all of our listeners there to draw themselves closer to Christ? But to realize that there's such power in the priest's blessing. Not because of me, but just the power that God gives us in that blessing is incredible. Lord, we come before you and we thank you for all your bad graces and blessings and all the things that you do for us. We ask you in a special way today to pour out your blessing upon us as we ponder these things that are preparing us to be with you forever. And so may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and all of our listeners. And for this we give thanks in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. So there you go, folks. Again, another awesome, wonderful Father. show. A good show. I'm excited about today. <laughs> awesome show. But uh, folks, tune in next week as we bring you more Rise and Walk here at the Guadalupe, Guadalupe Radio Network. And of course, like I, we always finish off next week, may all of us, until next week, may all of us continue to rise and walk. God, God bless, bless you all. all. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. This is Auxiliary Bishop Michael Blatt of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Thank you for listening to KJMA 89.7 FM here in the San Antonio and South Texas area on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please keep the entire church and myself and all the other bishops, priests, deacons, religious and seminarians in your prayers as we strive to live out God's call for us to serve you. Thank you and may God bless you abundantly. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing in medical and surgical treatments of disorders of the ears, nose, and throat, with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio. 
and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thistle, guess what? We have a big announcement to make. A big announcement? Dave, I'm not dressed up enough for something like that. I need to do my hair, my makeup, find new clothes. Whoa, whoa, Thistle, we're on the radio, remember? Oh, yeah. So what's the big news? Well, I just found out that Friday, March 5th at 7.10 a.m. on the Catholic Drive Time Show is when we're going to be doing the Guadalupe Radio Network car raffle drawing. Really? That's when we'll find out who won the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV? Yep. Wow, you definitely don't want to miss that. Tune into the Catholic Drive Time on Friday, March 5th at 7.10 a.m. to hear who the lucky winner is. Spreading the splendor of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJM8.